Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. You had to remember who you were. Yeah. I, well, I have to sometimes go, okay, which podcast? Which podcast? Which, what, what show are we talking okay. about now? Yeah, uh, uh, am I really? Yeah, you Dr. are. Dr. Redmond? You are this Dr. One, Redmond. Yes. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Criminal Minds is back tonight. And so before we get a chance to watch it, we thought we'd just do a quick recra- uh, recap and talk about our feelings about the first half of season 16. Yeah. And the thing is, is, of course, those of you, we will put this up, I think, for first thing tomorrow morning, maybe. Or just even tonight. Okay. And um, what happens, of course, is that people will have already seen it. Maybe, yeah. In the so States. They, they'll know. They'll know whatever it is we say. Exactly. But uh, we don't get to see it till after midnight. Those monsters hiding criminal minds from us. How dare they? <laughs> well, you know. I don't know what kind of contract they have that keeps it from being watchable by us until the next day, but here we are. Well, it's called it's called the CRTC. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's Canadian content and it's Canadian rules and... and who knows what kind of contract they signed for licensing the show in other countries. You mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, we accept it and we move forward. But yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> we hope, well, we hope, I mean, well, we're, I may modify my prediction about the end a Ooh. little bit after I watched it the second time. I'm going, uh, it's not looking great. <laughs> No, I mean, I don't know how we're going to talk about it. We don't, we're just talking about the holes. Yeah, we're so. talking about the hole. Although I will say that uh, I uh, I was a little frustrated by how much they kind of uh, cheaped out and didn't really think through a justification for uh, the guys rushing in and not waiting for backup at the end of the episode. And I also well, thought it, it was contrived yeah. that they had found that place at all. They're like, a satellite managed to find these two random doors in the middle of the forest that have no heat signature. Like, really? A satellite found those at night? Uh, And And they're covered up. Well, yeah. Uh, Actually, they weren't covered. The crazy part is they weren't covered up when they got there. Because remember, they drive up and they don't have to, like, clear anything away. The doors are just kind of, like, right there. It was actually a little weird, but I guess he left them uncovered because he wanted people to get blown up. Well, here's here's the point. The one thing that I really noticed this time watching it through, it's always when you watch it through a second time. It helps, yeah. It it because you've already seen where they're going, mm-hmm. you pay more attention. So of setup. course he had already set this up before. Ages ago, yeah. Ages and well, during no, during the um the time frame of these five episodes. Yeah, but the first two episodes, yes. Yes. Okay, so right. he's, he set this up in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. He goes in there. This is part of his end game because he knows there's some problems coming. And because things aren't working out the way he wants them to work out. Yeah. So he's setting this up. Now, I think that when we talked about the end, you were of the opinion and... And certainly Emily was of the opinion I wasn't so sure yeah, sure about this, that he was setting up the guy, Benjamin, yeah, the rich kid. Patsy, 
the That's, rich. That was my because, takeaway. Yeah, but I'm always going. First of all, the rich kid's going to need someone because to tell him what to do because he's killed his mother. Yep. But also, the our our Voigt has always had a partner. He's had someone to train him. So he likes to have someone around as well. He's I think that's not, fair. Okay. So because I listened carefully and what he was saying was, well, I have something to show you. And you can read that two ways because once he knew the FBI was coming on him, because that's when he set up, when he started to set up all those things. And I'm not even sure it's the same place that he set them all up in, but anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, it, that's still not clear. We'll see what happens, of course, because he just says to Benjamin, there's something I really want you to see. He knew the FBI was following because Benjamin had set it up. Yeah. As well. Had told them so, about it. Yes. Had told him sort of about Georgia. Yeah. Or, well, no, he specifically says the Kent Whitfield County that they're in. Like, it's yeah. not like he just told them the state. He told them, he said, I've got something, I've got buried treasure in Whitfield County. Yes. Is what he says. You know, and then the discussion about whether it's a trap and I'm going, well, you should have taken it's a trap more seriously. And you should have made sure that Luke and JJ took it more seriously. Yeah. Because it is. And because Benjamin seems to have been part of that, um, it just may. And I mean, what you're also seeing is him getting more and more frustrated that he can't murder on his own. Yeah. It's not just like he's blaming it on the fact that they're not following the rules and they're not doing this. No, what's happening is he is not getting any real satisfaction that he thought. Or at he least as much as he would have. Yes, he, he's not getting the kind of satisfaction he thought he would get mm -hmm. um, by keeping his two lives completely separate. I mean, he really wanted to kill his neighbor. Yeah. But he, you know, and if he hadn't had a neighbor, he could have killed this guy. Yep. But, um, nobody no, totally. knows who he is yet. So there's that. That was one of the things you could see him getting more and more frustrated about the fact that he couldn't do this himself. Yeah. And he preferred, he was very happy with the dog situation, for example. Exactly. And the question, and then he's, of course, got his mentor. Yeah, stuck in his head. Stuck in his head. So I think that um, in terms of talking about what's happening, I'm slightly modifying as I watch con more consistently over the last little while because I can't do anything but sort of <laughs> watch. I'm not. Um, so what happens though is that I the same thing occurred to me, and I don't want it to be true. I do not want it to be so. Oh. But I'm going, maybe JJ's dead. Yeah, like, they really seem to be pushing it in that direction, didn't they? You know, when you I watch really those, hope she's not. You watch those five episodes. I mean, or maybe she's so badly burned and in a coma she can't do anything. But 
you know, Luke obviously can direct, so yeah. he could come back and continue directing during these next five episodes if he's dead. We already mentioned that. I was more, no, it's probably going to be Luke who's dead. That was my thought, too. But uh, I Watching the episodes, watched... there's a lot of, you know, foreshadowing about them finally getting their life on track and finally learning to appreciate each other and doing, like, there's, and that's why we were sure they were killing off Will. Yes, it was getting, well, we were angry at the possibility, we were right? so furious, but it made sense based on the foreshadowing they've done. Well, now that that's off the table. Yes. And particularly since she called, she did manage to call him. Yeah. When she was going into a dangerous situation, even though, yes, even though she didn't say that was she was doing, that was a step forward. It was. She actually considered him. So she just said, I love you, but she was saying it, right? She did call. And I'm just going, yes, they're finally getting their life back on track. There have been issues. And ouch. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing that struck me at one point is they, are they setting up? Who's, who's the guy that's in the jumpsuit that wasn't Green. Good Green? Tyler Green. Yeah. Are they setting him up to become Penelope's love interest? They and honestly might to, be. Yes, and they're and he's going to end up joining the unit. I mean, they they're doing a lot of things about him being very good at this and having you know essentially training on the psychology of serial killers. So it wouldn't shock me when I was rewatching it. I'm like, they're really giving him a lot to do and a lot of uh -huh. insight. And honestly, he and Penelope have just fantastic chemistry. Yes, yes, they have. They a, are great together. Yes, and and it is not the negative energy that we had between her and Derek. Yeah. Yes. I know. You know, and then she and Luke, of course, they're just frenemies as she says. Yeah. You know, so that whatever happened, you know, it, it wasn't going to go anywhere. If we see more of him. Like if he like comes back yeah. again, I can't yeah. say we're predicting that that's definitely going to happen, but just the way he's been treated and the way the show has used him so far. Like, yes. I was surprised at how much we kept seeing him, but it all works really well. Yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt to have Penelope have a love interest. No, no, we've missed that for her. Yes, all along. Yeah, obviously, yes. you know, uh, obviously, we very much miss Xander, and Bill was never like anything. So, you know, giving her a love interest, who's actually a character in the show who has some value... And, yeah. and, um, smarts and once out of the game, to some extent, he was only obsessed with this man. I mean, he actually changed his, his, um, vision of what he wanted. Yeah. I, and if you'd see when I watched it the second time, you could really see this character being developed, being developed and developing. Mm-hmm. Because he is, has changed from, okay, yes, I wanted to kill him. And yeah. as Dave said to him, there's nothing better than watching a serial killer rot away in prison. Says the man who keeps murdering serial killers for his own emotional gratification. Yes, well, Dave, we're not going to talk about <laughs> Dave's Dave's a hypocrite. inability. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> to 
to understand him self and he obviously yeah. hasn't been writing for the last little while so yeah. no you're but right. he's you're got right. more money than god so so that works out fine yeah but he will he will say whatever it is necessary to say yeah you're right <laughs> and to get this guy to work and then when you see the guy sitting with the cat he actually does it mm -hmm. right but <laughs> i mean we laughed so much about it the first time watching it yeah. The second time watching it, yeah, that's good. But there are problems. That the problems with that, with them walking into that. I know they wanted to do that as the cliffhanger. Well, no, and like I said, I've got it. The thing is, I've got a solution for it. You know, I've got a way that that actually yeah. makes sense and isn't a problem. Which is, it's as simple as this. What you do is, you have it be that. Uh, so Penelope is in the process of uh, trying to get all of the information out of, uh, what is it, Beltway, what? Oh, I Whatever don't it is. Beltway oh, Elite. I've forgotten Beltway it. Elite, the website, right? Yes, that's it. Right, and she's trying to get all of the information from their secret chat room, and then he presses the button to delete it, right? Yes. But what should have happened was you, uh, like him pressing the button to delete it, should have made it clear Right, uh, should have activated something in the Beltway Elite backup that showed that all of that information was held on a remote server in Whitfield County, Georgia, that it was going to start deleting in five minutes or whatever, or you know, some mm -hmm. really narrow amount of time, and that would have given them the location of the bunker, right? So Penelope would have found the location of the bunker and the knowledge that it was about to start deleting, and they had to go and they had to get the stuff off of the servers before it, like, shut down the computers before they delete everything so that they can go and she can recover those files, and then that would have given them A, the, lo the location of the servers in a believable way, B, a reason to rush in and not wait. You've got to shut them off before they delete all of this information about the serial killer cult, and then the kicker would be, of course, that it turned out that, you know, there was no information on the servers there. It was all a trap to blow up some, you know, first responders. Yes. That okay, would have, and, and that's yeah. a solution right there. That's a solution. And it's too bad you have a job you love. <laughs> I know, right? It's too bad I'm already writing something else. Because <laughs> I could have pitched <laughs> them that, no problem. And it well, no, it fixes. Like, then you don't yeah. have to worry about how they found the place. You don't have to worry about the believability of them rushing in without, because there is a, t of, uh, like, a, time. a concrete time constraint on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's the biggest problem. There's no time constraint. They're no. just doing it because they feel like it. Yeah. Because they are they are impulsive. They don't like to wait. <laughs> they want to act now, you know, and Luke says it, you know. And then When do JK we ever goes, wait for yeah. backup? Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. You know, I was just waiting for somebody else to say it first. All <laughs> right. So yeah. it's not, it's, it's not, um, so that part of it is always going to be a problem, yeah. but yeah, I looking at the setup mm -hmm. in those five episodes, you're just going, oh, you're filled with dread that they're actually pulling the trigger on killing at least one person off. Maybe both of them. Yeah. And it might be JJ who dies, like given the setup. Yeah. They might be ready to torture us that way. Yes, and there would be no um, recourse from the fans. She would have gotten a heroic death to boot. Yeah, yeah but, that's true. Um, 
there couldn't be blowback because if she's dead, she's dead. And maybe she wants out. I don't know. Maybe she We can't comment on this. We don't know anything we don't about know. her situation. We have absolutely no idea. We yeah. are in the dark about everything that is going on. As anyone. This, as anyone is. And so we are hypothesizing and there are worst case scenarios for us as fans. Exactly. Right. Oh. We can complain all we want. And there isn't a lot to complain. I watched those five episodes. Every now and then there's there are kind of little things, writing things. We've already mentioned them. Oh, yeah. But I will tell you that it is a pleasure to watch it the way it's been shot. I know. And the lighting. And it this is, is what just, I keep saying. It looks uh, so good uh, now. Right from beginning to end it looks good yeah it's a it's a complete transformation of the show's look like yes. they went away for two years and they came back with just oh we're we're making something that looks great now because if i went back and i watched earlier episodes and my thought is look the 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 <laughs> the way they looked at the show was as long as we have a new episode out every 10 days or eight days or whatever we're done Right. And that is that is as much thought as they put into the visuals, because if you watch those shows, it's not interesting blocking. It's not interesting camera work. Nope. And all of the lighting is we just got to make sure there's no shadows. Are there any shadows in the frame? Yeah. No. OK, then we're done. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know like that's exactly how you how you feel about it. It, it. it was. Given that they would have had anyway, we won't. They yeah, we're not going to get into the, the visual details, yes. No, but you just had what I would now call looking back on some of it as just laziness. Yeah, that's all. that's fair. And it is what made Matthew Goobler's episodes so different because he Stand took his so time yeah. and it stood out. Well, and and it, it's what made the later Matt Goobler episode so painful because he clearly didn't have the resources he had in the earlier seasons. Yeah. To like or the, do the, he may not have, may had, not the have had the control. Yeah. Who either. knows? But it's like, you look at the earlier seasons and he's able to do these, take these weird big swings. And in the later episodes, like you watch the a couple of episodes and you're like, I can't even tell that this is a Matthew Goop. Like anyone could have directed this episode. Now he yeah. pulled it out with the tall man in the last season. Uh, sorry, in the segment. <laughs> like the tall man's a good looking episode. Yeah. Right. But like that was that was him coming back. And it uh, but it's like you look at the one the the one with the Italian last name, right? Uh the one that was about the killer clown, the killer rodeo clown. Right? Okay. And yeah. you're like, okay, he did that one? Like the idea really? that yeah. yeah, he directed that episode. And then you watch and you're like, really? He directed that episode? Huh. Because it that, doesn't yeah. feel like like because there's nothing mm -hmm. about that episode that feels like he was required to direct it, you know? It was like we said earlier in the earlier podcast, if you listened to six one, it's like anybody could have written it directed anybody could have directed that episode yeah right it's just it's not it's a normal criminal minds episode and we expect yeah it more from matthew gray goobler and we always did um yeah and i mean even the alien abduction one it's not great but at least it has some interesting look to it you know yeah yeah, but it's easy to forget. But then again, he made our beloved Mr. Scratch. 
Well, and uh, <laughs> I'm still, I, 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 no, I and I mean the 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 witch who, you oh, know, the Hansel and Gretel episode, Mosley Lane, and yes, Mosley Lane, and but my favorite, of course, being the Brad Dourif episode. Oh my God, that's just a masterpiece. Yeah. But that's Brad Dourif too. I mean yeah. that that just was the added. It's true. You also piece, had right? him. Yeah, but it in he I guess didn't have as much control later on either over casting he must have had a lot more control yeah over casting and things or had a say at least in it when when they were doing the episodes that he got to work on yeah and because you get have... such interesting casting in his early episodes you yeah. know like right up to uh right up to blood relations he still got really interesting casting going on and then after season 10 it's just he's just doing episodes of the show and they don't feel like matt Goobler episodes anymore as i said if only we could find out maybe in 20 years from now he will write a memoir, his memoir about of, all of this of his experience at on criminal minds and why he never yeah. wanted to go back who knows <laughs> Because he's fantastic. Yes. So we're talking that we're not talking about these five episodes. Well, no, but it's worth talking about this. It's worth talking about this. And it's completely worthwhile because it's like they're going up to his level now. They're taking the visuals seriously. I mean, it's not they haven't reached the like beautiful, crazy magnificence of what he did on the show. But they're taking the visuals, they're taking the presentation as seriously as he did. And I really love that about it. Yes. Him. And, well, one wouldn't expect because them to do the weirdies anymore, right? Um, that would have been, the fairy tale stuff would have been, well, that's again, Ed, Ed right? Yeah. Um, Bernero also, because he had that sense. It's always how he saw the show and it became this one single episode procedural right mm -hmm. um but so matthew gray goobler is the only one that kept, sort of kept that fairy tale Feeling part of it, it alive yeah. you know and we still we always talk about the weirds but this is about the 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 demons right yeah. <laughs> i would I have know. loved i still want i still want forrest whitaker back I know. I mean, we never got any closure on our beloved. Right. And we but, have to accept we're never going to get any closure on our beloved uh, criminal mind suspect behavior. Yes. Uh, never. So that's that. And this is, this was, um, this is a good, solid streaming criminal mind. Yeah. It has solved a lot of the problems that we've had uh, in the first 15 years of Criminal Minds, <laughs> um, for sure. Now, there are still writing room issues, for sure. There are. I mean, and there's, well, um, and I mean, when we noticed, and we had that funny thing that we noticed where, like, it was clear that there, some of this they were making up as they went along, because had they not been, they would have set it up more clearly. And I think it's more clear in the second viewing that it's yeah. like they really didn't figure out what was in the various cases until that third episode, you know? <laughs> or how they were going to use those cases, exactly, right? Exactly, to figure things out until the third yeah. episode. 
And as I said, in saying that 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 it was buried when it was clearly not buried, the I know those little things know. like that. But it's yeah. like clearly they were finding it as they went and working so quickly that they couldn't like go back. They, they they couldn't go back and make changes to the earlier episode, so they had to do those scenes of like doing backfill. Yeah, which was so funny. Like when they're like, "Yes, the case that the uh, the matador had, right." Uh, the case that the matador had must have had like the drugs in it, but you already established where he got the drugs. And it's like, so he used these drugs in addition to his own drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, little things, but look. Yeah. In the first 15, well, no, I shouldn't say the first 15. Once once they got rid of their research person and once they got yeah. rid of their continuity person, um, all of those things would never have been picked up. I can remember there was at least one or two episodes that we talked about that had to have been, we can only say the editing, mm -hmm. whoever was doing the editing must have figured out there was something wrong. I think that's right? the case. There was a couple of times that that had to, had to have been the issue or the case. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the kind of care. Well, they didn't need, I guess, to do it. They could afford to be lazy. I guess <laughs> um, the budget of those kinds of series and particularly something like Criminal Minds, it just depends on continuity so much and you can't cut that from the budget. No, no, being and, able to like, yeah, being able to have a really good sense of like the whole arc of your show is so vitally important if you want it to be a satisfying overall experience for the viewer. Yes. Like, and it really is. And it's incredibly hard to do. Like, yeah. you don't think this is easy to do, but it's like setups and payoffs are what matter. And you can see them expertly doing the, like, and this is, uh, this is the interesting thing about the show. They've clearly thought all that through in the, um, uh, right in the the character relationship stuff, which is why you know we get all of this uh, set up for what's going on with JJ and Will, and them clearly and doing a really great job of building that over all five episodes. Yeah. Likewise, they've clearly thought through like the emotional arc of Mister Voigt, right, of the Mastermind. Yes, but they haven't done that same level of thought to the actual mechanics of how his organization runs. Yeah, like, well... There's this wonderful consistency to what's going on with him as a character. And it's just so interesting to see that it's like the heroes and the villains, they're nailing all of the emotional beats. They're working out the arcs. It's all completely internally consistent, but they're not doing the same thing with the plot mechanics. Well, you know, one thing at a time, Daniel. <laughs> one thing at a time. <laughs> Season 17, that's where they're going to have it. <laughs> you know, well, the, because, well, if they're going, oh, I, I can't wait till tomorrow. I know. <laughs> we I will know. definitely be doing yeah. an we're, episode. We're going to be doing it right away, as soon as we can. As soon as we can, as soon as we've both watched it. Yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be... <laughs> We'll be talking about episode six the minute we can. We'll get that uh, that video uh, that video that episode up ASAP. <laughs> so that'll expect that tomorrow. This will be either later tonight or tomorrow morning. Exactly, and then we'll have the new one up. Hopefully on Friday. Numbers. Yeah, hopefully on Friday. Yeah.
our numbers are going to go through the roof. We've done it before. (laughs) But yeah, like watching it again, it is clear, like, and it is impressive how good a job they've done with the character stuff. Yeah. And like, because I was skeptical about, you know, Garcia's attitude. Like, I love the performance, but you heard me in those episodes. I was a little skeptical about the way Garcia was looking at it. But you watch it, you're like, no, her arc makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, she's, as we said, she's the one who's really grown up. And mm-hmm. Emily, to a large, large extent, and maybe our complaints have hit the ether about their <laughs> drinking so much, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe Emily's has... not drinking as much anymore. No, and even JJ turns down a drink. And, yeah. Um, you know, well, this was never a problem really for Penelope or anything. No. So that no, no, was no. never, but it was just these characters. Dave was still, but now he's calmed Dave. down and now he's realized that he has to lean on his team for emotional support. Yep. And that was Penelope's doing, but she's still standing clear with her. Um, well, she's still, and what shift. I love is her commitment to not get pulled back in. And obviously yes. she's going to get pulled back in more, but like, again, the best stuff this season were those scenes about like where they were actually talking about the impact that this has on people's lives. Yes. Like you know? that, that has been an, a consistent with Penelope. So even when she is okay, she's back at the BAU. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's still doing things, but her attitude towards it and she's is different. Yeah. And when she has to deal with people like she has become more Mm self-assured and she just the whole the whole relationship between her and Tyler Green is I will take no prisoners here. This is, you know, sorry, but this is my world. This is my and I know what I'm doing and don't. Just don't give me any grief. Don't <laughs> no. try. And I think that that Luke is happy with that. Oh yeah, you can tell that that um, and it 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 is just good. Like I, yeah, it is. I, I mean, I watched all five episodes when I sort of watched the first one. I was it. I was a little when I was first starting to watch it, I'm going, ah, you know, oh, do I really have to watch these again? But it immediately. You'd be surprised how much is got, there, aren't you? Yeah. I, I, I immediately got pulled in. That was just at the beginning and the particular, I didn't like the case. Right. And it was hard watching. Old, the first case. Yeah. That first case was just a bit much. Yeah, it was a bit much. Um, Not their finest moment by any means. And and uh, Dave's, uh, you know, uh, I I found it a bit much as well. But it was okay because they resolved an awful lot of it. Yeah. I think that I got brought back into it the minute Penelope started to just and uh, just stand up to Dave, mm-hmm. you know, and stand and just stand her ground over all of these issues and her dislike of Tyler was acceptable Yep, because he brought her back in, but she said so. And it's just so different than what went on before. Luke hasn't changed all that much. Well, he didn't need to change all no, that much. No, he, Luke was doing fine. Yeah. 
always. So it is it's an interesting but yeah, like take making... on these characters. They've done a lot of work about these characters, even when they didn't know whether or not they were obviously thinking some things through. I'm going every now and then I'm going, well, somebody has has read up on on um associations um and mm -hmm. emotional reactions because it's I have less to complain about. <laughs> well, no, there's two things that I, I really yeah. noticed when I was watching it. The first time, the first thing I noticed was how seriously the show is taking the long-term damage that this kind of trauma leaves on people. Yes. Both in Tyler and in Penelope, right? Mm -hmm. And David's got his own thing, but it's like Tyler is this, you know, showpiece of a guy who has suffered this loss and let the loss become his identity. Right? Yes. I'm Penelope, you know, is this person who has fled this life and created this. She knows this is an important thing to do, but she can't let herself be consumed by it, which she knows she would be. So she's created this entire, you know, fun, happy, separate life from her, from it, that is separate from her quote unquote calling. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the emotional core. I mean, we made. We made so much fun of the series ender of Criminal Minds for its attempts to, <laughs> out of nowhere, decide that Penelope is the heart of the show. Like, <laughs> that has See, never what? been true. Yes. We all love Penelope. She's never been the heart of the show. It's never been her story. No. But it's weird that the first five episodes of this are making a strong case for like, okay, but what if we ran with that? Like, what if we ran with that arrogant, out-of-nowhere nonsense we said in the last episode and actually focused on Penelope and used her as a way into, well, what are the effects of this lifestyle and this job on a, just a regular person? Mm -hmm. And it's such a smart way to do it. And no, it, it really is. Now, I, I have to bring up something. Please. When you go on to Disney+, Plus, because that's where we see it, we can't yeah. see it on... Um, Paramount. Uh, Paramount Plus, yeah. They don't yeah, have it on Paramount Plus yeah. in Canada. Because Paramount Plus in Canada is a service that has nothing on it. Well, it's got things on it. And there's some of it the It has as many as things. four shows. Sorry. New things. So I'm still mad about them. Um, I was in the middle of watching the show Wings, which is better than I remembered it being. Just a really good show. Uh, and we got, I think, three seasons into Wings, and then Paramount said, oh yeah, we're taking 99% of the content off of Paramount+. Plus. It's going to cost the same. And we were like, nope. And we ha hung up on Paramount+, Plus, never looked back. That's right. So we can't see Paramount+, Plus at all anymore. Yeah. But... Because why would you? But... but and now, let me get to my point here. Yes. Did we watch it on Disney? So when mm -hmm. Disney comes up, do you know what the board is? What? The board has David and Hodge. Still? It, it. I brought it up again today and I'm just going, or yesterday I'm going. They're still using that Hodge picture. Okay. Of David and Hodge. And I'm just going, that tells you that even Disney must notice that. People love those that, early seasons. That That people watch up to 12. Yeah, and then there's there has to be a slack off. After. <laughs> That's all I can, because why would they have that? Use that old photo instead of the new one. Yeah. Well, well, it's not just the new one, but there are so many others. 
around that people use for criminal minds That's with true. all of the different characters and the rest of it. No, they just have David. Yep. Hodge. <laughs> so strange. In a room, not right in, in their office at one point. It obviously is a clip from one episode somewhere. Yeah, but that's the clip they chose. Yeah. As, well, people as, love Hotch, as yes. well they should. And um, interesting. No, it really interesting. is. It really is interesting. These bizarre things. But our takeaway, I think we should... Yeah, we'll wrap this up. But the point mm -hmm. is... I, my second viewing has left me more impressed with it than I was the yeah. first time because watching them back to back, you really see how effectively they're building these emotional arcs and mm -hmm. how they're doing the character stuff better than ever. It also falls into sharp contrast, like the holes in the plot where they didn't think the mechanics of the crime plot through, but fundamentally we're here for the characters. Yeah. Everybody's always been there for the characters. Yeah. That's why that's we're what here. kept kept us going that's what kept us going all this time we've always been here for the characters and they're doing a great job with the characters so full, like full stop it's mm -hmm. fantastic i'm in full agreement with you this is the second watching was better mm -hmm. than the first because of course the first you didn't know what was going to happen yeah so you can't focus on that the, as much. You can't focus on the, the overall story they're telling the way, uh, the way you can watching it the second time yeah, and every now and then there were things where I would, we had disagreements and I've watched a few of those and thought, oh yeah, you know, I I was maybe right here and Dan was right there. <laughs> yeah. But that's because you don't always remember them because you're focused, or at least I tend to focus on the plot. Yeah. Because that's what you're doing the first run through. How is the plot going and what's happening and who is this guy? And mm -hmm. um we weren't as, or I would say I wasn't as happy with episode three, Moose. Yeah. The first run through. Second mm -hmm. run through, it's definitely necessary. Oh, yeah. You needed that episode. You to get need to the that rest episode there. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, bravo, kudos, whatever you want to say. We're very happy with this. Well, no, and it, but it's, it's what I'm saying. It's like... The emotional arc is what, what ends up being important. So even if we didn't like the plot mechanics of Moose that much, the emotional arc is so interesting. Mm -hmm. And you need it for the characters to get where they need to go. So Isn't yeah, that just, paid a lot more oof. attention to the, the whole money issue? And mm -hmm. it still strikes me as uh, that was probably, never mind. I don't <laughs> care. We're not going to talk about that because I can't wait till tomorrow. Oh, no, I, I I, it'll come up tomorrow. Yeah. I will have to wait till tomorrow. I can't wait. But hopefully you see why I was so confused. And you can say I can't recognize faces and that's a problem. But it's like, I swear to God, he looks older in the first scene than he does in the rest of the show. And the first scene is set 17 years earlier. I know. That's weird. He looks older in the first scene than he does in the rest of the show. And that's why I thought he was playing that guy's son or something. Yeah. It was. It, and that is. But it is the same actor. It's you think, actor. yeah, you think it's somebody else and he should look younger. Yeah. But he, he doesn't. He looks older in the first scene than he does in the rest of the show. Like, but it's 17 years. And it really raises the question, like, did, did he tip off the cops to find his trailer as part of his overall plan to, like, shut down the frat now that COVID's over? Or... 
Oh, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that could be. Could could this all be part of his master plan? But anyway, uh, loving it. We're not, we are not so arrogant as to make a prediction about who's going to live or die, although we are very afraid. Yes, that's all we can say. JJ is going to die. We don't want that to happen. We're very afraid. So we don't want Luke to die. Like, we don't want want anybody to die. I know. But we're very worried that someone will. Well, I mean, that was a massive explosion. It really was. And they weren't far away from it. Nope. They were trying to run out of it and it was underground. The explosion happened. They might have gotten up, like, that well, all you had to response. do, because the other thing is, all you have to do is get outside of the metal part and you might have yeah. a chance, but yeah. who the hell knows? Yes. I mean, Luke is more likely to be the one that died. Yeah, because he was behind her. Yes. But did she manage to get up the stairs and out? And maybe that if she did and she's only badly, badly hurt, will this be the point at which she says, I can't do this anymore? <sighs> Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and it's a weird way for it to go, by the way. And I gotta say, it's kind of a weird way for it to go, just because, like, season 15 also had her getting grievously injured and it being a pivot point for characters, so... Yes, but that wasn't for her, that was for Reed. That was for... (laughs) Remember? (laughs) I mean, sorry, that that, that pivot point had nothing to do... With her and her art, just about Reed. You're right, you're right. Yeah, you know, it was so... Um, I don't even think about that. This, but this, yeah, is more this clearly is she's her. Yeah. slowly making the choice that she wants to make this marriage more equal and better. And he's got a better handle on it than she does. She still lies to herself about some parts of it oh, and yeah. just makes it clear to her. And she's committing herself more and more to this relationship and to the children. Mm-hmm. And so maybe she is, maybe she gets badly hurt. And that makes her finally understand that she can't keep doing this yeah. to everybody. So she's either got to get out. She she can stay in law enforcement for heaven's sakes. He's in law enforcement still. Yeah. But this dangerous, this dangerous business that they're in is, is way too dangerous. And it is fine if you're single and you don't have children, which basically is everybody else. Else on the show, right? On the show, because even Tara's relationship is, that's developing is with a, a career yeah a career person who completely understands this life and this obsession with the work and neither one of them neither one of them look as if they want children yeah we've (laughs) never we've never got that sense from tara (laughs) or and this this woman doesn't Well, we don't know anything about this woman yet no but we can't make any judgments about her thing but we'll see Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's going to be interesting. I can't wait for tomorrow. So uh, everybody, we will get excited, get excited, and we will see you there. But for now, <laughs> I'm going to say, as always, thanks for watching. If you'd sorry, uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling related fiction you'd like us to check out, please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any. Uh, if you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, please rate and review it. That's how people find the show. 
We're going to see you back here probably tomorrow for the new episode. <laughs> uh, but until then, I'll say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good 24 hours. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.